Super Bowl champion. Scott Chanley joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, people probably, they forgot that you're, that both of you, you're you and your brother Andrew, both live in the state of Texas, are involved still in football after playing at Nebraska and in, uh, in the NFL. I think we, we talked about it when uh, you both went to the eight-man Hall of Fame. Uh, my question is, because your brother is down in the Houston area, uh, and by the way, play their high school games, their home games are at an incredible stadium. Does your brother have anybody that he might be sending towards Nebraska off of his roster here in the future? Well, I know he's got a, a younger team from last year, and they're building a good program down there. It's not really – he is so familiar with, with the Cypher School District, which is a really good school district. There's tons of high schools down there. A lot of really good football players. He was at Cy Ranch, now at Cy Ridge. So he's got a lot of great connections down there. So, you know, even if the kids' the D1 talent isn't coming through his school or it's incrementally, um, I think there's just a lot of other connections where he knows a lot of kids at a lot of the at a lot of the Cypress schools there in, in West Houston. So he has a lot of really good connections, and he's been there for quite a while. And I know he's well respected in the area. So he. He has a good pulse for where the talent pool is, and you know it changes year in and year out around there. Now, how good of a coach is he? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him in action. He's he's a good coach, and I think you know as a coach, you you have to love what you do. The the days are long, especially as a high school coach. And I know coaching high school football in Texas, especially you alluded to the stadium they play in. I think there's sometimes you stand there on Friday nights and it doesn't feel like it's it's high school football. It's certainly way different than what we grew up playing, that's for sure. <laughs> Scott, uh, so we're halfway through the week of the big game. And I know when you were there, it was called Media Day. Uh, it's now been you know, changed to opening night. Uh, we had that Monday night. You kind of get through that big wave of it. Like when you're at this point of preparation, where's where's your head at? Are you already just, okay, let's, let's get this thing going? Do you feel like there's still some – you know, more advantage of having a couple more days to prepare? Like, where are you as a player right now? Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on how you feel physically. And, and you know, I remember when we, we were down in Miami and we were working out Miami Hurricanes facility, and those I can remember those practices vividly. And, and I was kind of in the camp of, all right, we need as much preparation time as we can get. We're playing Peyton Manning. You can mm-hmm. never have enough preparation time. The way your body feels that late in the season, the bumps and bruises, you sit there and say, okay, we can use a little bit more prep time for the guy we're playing, and we can use a little bit more time to, to make sure we get all these bumps and bruises healed up so I can feel as close to 100% as possible in the biggest game of your life. So I think most guys, there will be some guys who just want to get to it. They don't like the bye week. They don't like waiting. But I think a lot of it depends on how young versus how old you are and where yeah. you are in your career and how your body feels. Hey, let's uh, go into some of the kind of the uh, matchups. And, and Philadelphia this year, the way they've been able to run the football, uh, and they have a really, really good offensive line. Man, the more I watch Jason Kelsey play, if you go back to the Super Bowl, he had one of the better games probably in his career in that Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots. And, of course, in what might be his last year, he's having another great year. And then you pair him with Lane Johnson. When you look at how Philadelphia has run the ball this year, and ironically, one team they weren't able to run it with great success on was the Saints. Is it more brute force, or do they try and scheme you and outnumber you to get an advantage? Well, I, I definitely think it's the latter. They, they can do they, – they are the best offensive line in football, so they can line up and just run the ball at you and wear you down and try to win games like that. But I think I think it's really the latter to, to your question. They do a great job as good as any, anybody in the NFL as far as designing runs, 
to outnumber you, designing runs, especially, and you can do that when you have a quarterback like they have. That's, I think that's the key element to all this is, is when you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts who can become that 11th guy, now you have to play true on 11-11 defense, it really changes a lot. And it's hard numbers-wise to keep up defensively and always put yourself, okay, we got to think about coverage because we have Devontae on the outside, we got A.J. Brown on the outside, we have to be able to cover these guys. Now we're short in the box. And when you're short in the box and you have a running quarterback, that's not a good combination. So I think Jalen Hurts is what makes that offense go and the threat of him running. And, and Philadelphia does a great job of utilizing that threat. Well, and you mentioned, too, with with what he has around him, we know that you would think he's as healthy as he's going to be uh, coming off of the injury. Do you still expect a, a heavy presence of Jalen Hurts' design runs, or are we seeing more of him sort of making hay out of something when it's not there in this particular matchup? No, this particular matchup, I think you're going to see him probably run a lot. Yeah. And I and D, you ask any defensive coach, any defensive player, what do you hate mo, we, uh, about facing guys with, with, with legs? I mean, we went through it when, when Carolina drafted Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. It just changes everything. You have yeah. to you throw certain defenses out the window that you can't even run because of what they can do with their legs. And it gets frustrating because you get into third and four and third and five, and all of a sudden you're, cover, you're playing the quick game, you're covering – these short passes and the quarterback pulls the ball down and runs and gets the first down. It's extremely frustrating. So I think you're going to see him run a lot. Biggest game of his life. The 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 health concerns go out the window. The thinking about contracts and not getting injured. All that goes out the window. You're trying yeah. to win a Super Bowl. But to answer your question, going to next year, there will become a time where Jalen Hurts says, "Listen, this running thing isn't working for me as yeah. much. I'm trying to." become a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. so while he's the quarterback and with his legs he's also got two great weapons now kansas city with you know a young secondary that have, has grown up and they played well against cincinnati and and sneed is cleared and he's going to be back which is a huge advantage steve spagnola has always against really good two good wide receivers wide receiver one and wide receiver two he's always gone with this bracket coverage and he'll leave other players one-on-one they were able to do that against Chase and Higgins, and it didn't hurt them. Can they do that against Brown and Smith and have the same result? Yeah, I, I think they can take those guys out of him. I, I, they did a good job w- with without Snead. Did a good job of controlling the, the Bengals' offense. I thought Chase, you know, was as quiet as I've seen in a long time, especially in a big game. I think they can take those guys away, but it just goes back to everything we've been talking about. You take those guys away. You're doing it with bracket coverage. You're doing it with two deep safeties. That means you only have a seven-man box versus an eight-man box. You're one guy short, and and who's going to account for the running quarterback or who's going to account for all these different running uh, schemes that we talked about with Philadelphia? That's going to be the balance. As as a defense coordinator for the Chiefs, am I worried about can Philadelphia beat us and expose us with big plays because of our matchups in the secondary, or do we need to load the box and take care of this running game first? And, and that's the chess match that's going to be key to this game. Well, Scott, we know how important Travis Kelsey is to the Kansas City offense. What if you're Phil, if you're Philadelphia right now and you're trying to neutralize that threat? You know whether you're talking about you know the, the linebackers, your defensive backs, and how you want to go about that. What what is what best suits this this Eagles team in neutralizing that threat? Well, I, I think you have to double team, and you know the Chiefs have a lot of injuries at, at their wide receiver position, and, but they did against the Bengals too. So, you know, all these arguments where you, people use why they think Philly's going to win because of the Chiefs injuries. I'm like, hey, the same injuries existed when they beat the, the hottest team in the league yeah. against the Bengals. So the Chiefs have the ultimate X factor in Patrick Mahomes. And and I think, I think Philadelphia has not seen a quarterback even close to Mahomes. 
and, and yeah. Burrow and those guys in the AFC. And I think that's a huge advantage for, for Kansas City. Every time I say, why don't you just double-team Kelsey? They have yeah. nobody else. Why don't you just double-team Kelsey? It, it, it gets harder than that because of what Mahomes can do, and, and he does a good job of utilizing all five targets. And Kansas City doesn't max protect a lot. Mm-hmm. They put their, their answer to beating blitz and beating pressure is to get mo- five guys out in a route every single play and beat you with a quick pass. Uh, and they also uh, will run a lot of uh, double tight end sets as, as well. Um, before we get your thoughts on who you think is going to win, let's do a couple of other things around the NFL. Derek Carr in a Saints uniform. What would that do for you? If it, you know, Derek Carr is probably to me, you know, I said last year, he's one of the more underrated players in our league. He's gone through a lot of different changes with the Raiders, head coaches, offensive coordinators, heck, relocation from Oakland to Los Angeles. He's been through a lot of change. I really believe if the Saints were able to work out this deal, I don't think a trade is going to happen because of the way his contract is structured and Saints aren't going to give up. I think there's going to be maybe a handshake and a wink nod, like, okay, when the Raiders release you, this is mm-hmm. what we're willing to give you. I think if the Saints sign Derek Carr, looking at the rest of the NFC South, I think the Saints become automatically the favorite to win that division because he's by far the best quarterback in that league if or in that division if the Saints sign him. Well, and on that same note, a guy who could wind up in Vegas, we know he's, he's going to go dark, literally, uh, to – come up with another big life decision, Aaron Rodgers, and his methods of how he will come to this life decision. Uh, ultimately, do you think that that's more likely than not that he is with another team? Maybe not even the, with Vegas, but he's not with the Packers. You know, I'm starting to lean towards that way. Uh, two weeks ago, I would have said, no way. How do you how do you trade a guy who, who won back-to-back MVPs? And was He struggled last year, but he was injured a lot. And He's been the face of that franchise, it, and and I kind of would like to see him end his career with Green Bay. If any players de- deserve that, um, he's he's earned that right. But you know, this league's a funny league, and and the Green Bay Packers, they drafted a guy a couple years, few years ago, who was supposed to take over the franchise. Sometimes you just get tired of seeing the same thing, and if you don't think Aaron Rodgers can win you a Super Bowl, then you try to yeah. go out and get a bunch of draft capital and. And the Raiders would certainly seem like a, a destination. They don't have a quarterback right now. I know Stidham played decent uh, the last couple games of the year, but um, you know this this AFC just keeps getting more packed with quarterbacks. To me, yeah. if I'm a quarterback, I'm racing to the NFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it matter that he recently just signed a contract that's going to pay him sixty million this year? Is that, that absolutely? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and yeah, I, I think. You know, ever this is why he's not retiring. First of all, you're not just going to walk away from the money, but no. it also makes it harder for somebody to trade for him because that is a ton of that's a quarter of your salary cap that you have to figure out what players do we like on our roster that we have to get rid of that we we, we can't pay because we want to bring in Rogers on board. So it has to be a team with a ton of young talent who's drafted well the last couple of years that has a ton of cap space to make that type of deal. All right. The winner on Sunday will be either the Eagles have two Super Bowls or Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have two Super Bowls. Who you got? Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this, and and the, the Eagles have a better roster. When you put the when you put them side by side on paper, and you look at every position, oh, Eagles are favored. You look at this position, Eagles are favored. But I just I'm pick, I'm taking the Chiefs. I don't think the Eagles have seen a quarterback like Mahomes. I don't think they've seen an offense like Andy Reid. They've had, I don't want to say an easier schedule. They just, they have not faced these these quarterbacks like Mahomes. He's going to be a different animal. I saw 
our Saints team, we went up to Philadelphia. I know they had Gardner Minshew, but the Saints made made the Eagles look just average, like another team. I really think Mahomes is a difference in this game, and I'm siding with Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's going to be a really good game. I, I like the matchup, but I'm going to say Chiefs 31, Eagles 17. Nice. Scott, as always, we appreciate it. Great insight. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Take care. That's uh, Scott Chanley. All right, 31-17, he's on the board. That's the uh, first uh, prediction of the uh, week. The weather forecast in Kansas City Tuesday, cloudy with a high of 51. <laughs> why, so why, ideal. why are we doing T-shirt this? T-shirt weather. Just, hey, just giving fans that may want to go down there and celebrate their team. A lot better than last time. Or if you yes. just find yourself wanting to go to Kansas City on a, on a weekday. Hey, I, I did see somebody giving a weather forecast for the Super Bowl in Arizona. Oh. I don't think they were alerted to where the Super Bowl is being played outside of it's in Phoenix. Yeah. That it's mm. indoors. For tailgating. Yeah. <laughs> tailgating purposes, uh, walking around the, what's the little entertainment district outside the, the stadium there? It's kind of oh, a cool I've little place. Been there. Yeah, they have the um, arena. And so if you want to do that, you know. In the 60s. Nice day. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. Isn't it out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. yeah. Glendale. Glendale. Everything's yeah. in Scottsdale, and then obviously they had uh, media night at the... Uh, well, what used to be the America West Arena. Uh, but Glendale is like far western end. And the you know, last time I was there, there was nothing on the other side of the loop that's there. And they said it just uh, appears. There's it's houses just, that were there. starting to be built. Yeah, we, uh, with, with Darren's team, uh, either we stayed hotel right by uh, football stadium when and we yes, were it just uh, playing in the surprise. We play at the Royals and yeah. the uh, Rangers spring training facility, and we'd always stay there. And it's it's a cool like once you get over there, yeah, they have like a cool little entertainment district like right next to the stadium and stuff. But yeah, it's just kind of in an unassuming spot. Big parking lots. The Chiefs fans will make it feel like home. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's. I got, hope it's they kinda, let them. I don't know if they let them. Like it's the funny college you bring up Chiefs fans because it's almost kind of like a, if Arrowhead had like a little entertainment district, if Coppin and Arrowhead mm-hmm. had something kind of. You know, convenient to walk across the street, and boom, there you are. Who knows in not, a few years? Not a bad uh, weekend. The uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open yep. starts. That's You've got the Super adventure. Bowl and then spring training. I was, uh, uh, it would have been three years ago, was out there for the uh, Pro-Am Day, uh, watching that on in the 16th Stadium. God. Now I want to well, get out and actually watch so, the tournament itself. So they follow golfers when they walk through that tunnel, mm-hmm. when, they, when they make their way from 15 to 16, and they walk through that tunnel, and it opens up to the stadium, uh, you know, that, that seating, and the reaction is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be some debauchery in Phoenix this weekend. I want to yeah. give you a little nugget. This is out of the Peter King's uh, column, uh, Monday morning quarterback, uh, or no, Monday morning night in America, whatever now he calls it. Uh, so Spags with the Giants, when they beat the 18-0 Patriots, they changed up how they, they blitzed Brady. Mm-hmm. Um Jalen Hurts, according to NextGen, has the sixth worst success rate against the Blitz this season. His success rate is 47.7% against non-Blitzes. One thing Hurts has going for him is the best offensive line of football, a line well-suited to defend against great rushers. He'll need it against Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Two weeks for Steve Spagnuolo to prepare. Yeah, My friend Dave Tolson could tell you all about that. How they uh, got it it Brady's feet, and he did not like that. Spags is no Bob Sutton. Exactly. Thank, thank God. <laughs> That's uh, why he's there. Uh, Kevin Harlan will be there. He'll uh, join us coming up uh, in just a bit here on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.